0: Be part of an innovative fine arts community immersed in a top research university. Carnegie Mellon University's School of Music's world-class vocal department constantly works at the cutting edge of musical art forms. CMU performance faculty are creating projects that leverage musicians' skill sets in unique and applicable ways. Students are challenged to think outside the box as they engage with non-traditional performance spaces, collaboration with electronics, and improvisation, alongside a robust program of traditional studies, languages, recitals, and operas. To learn more about Carnegie Mellon University and to apply, visit the link in the show notes of this episode. So,
1: so, so lit.
2: This is So Lit! Songlit, a production of Cincinnati Song Initiative. Where we reimagine the repertoire by introducing less familiar art songs through sound clips and lively discussion. I'm
0: vocal coach Ellen Rissinger. I'm soprano Tony Marie Palmertree,
3: and I'm tenor Zachary Dean Smith.
0: Join us as we explore this exciting repertoire. Solid, solid, reimagining the repertoire.
2: This episode, we will be discussing Austrian composer Matilda von Kralik. And Ellen had a little help from her friends, I hear, to discover her. Tell me about that. Yes, I need to
0: make a big shout out to tenor Donald George, because we were texting back and forth about something, and I said season two of of So Lit is going to be about queer composers, and he said, oh, you need to do some Kralik songs then, too. (laughs) And he sent me a couple of songs, one of which we've included in the episode, and they're fabulous,
3: they're just gorgeous, right
0: Now there is a, in the show notes, we will also put a link to a Spotify because Donald George himself recorded these with pianist Lucy Mauro, so you can you can actually hear all of these songs f- in full by him, well, maybe not all of them because we do have a <laughs> Lita Zafo in this
3: <laughs> <laughs> that we do. Um... but what
0: do we need to know about Matilda?
3: Matilda uh, was, her dates were from 1857, um, to 1944. So she was definitely, uh, operating during the peak of German Romanticism. And it really goes throughout most of her, uh, I was gonna say discography. <laughs> most of her music is very much influenced by the uh, German Romanticism. She doesn't stray towards the, the stranger sounds that we get out of Germany in the early 20th century. And when I say she composed a bit of music, I mean she composed a lot of songs. She has, I think, two books that are both have 50-ish songs full of all different kinds of uh, small little moods that she has composed. And the reason, of course, that we're discussing her on this particular season is because she was a relatively, um not well-known, but well-enough-known uh, lesbian. She lived with her partner, Alice Scarlet, who was a translator at a local university and they live together fairly happily for most of their lives
0: and the other reason we knew that she must be a queer composer is because she does have a lead Desafi.
3: she does and uh, shout out in particular to the group who uh got us the piano score for her lead um ours augusta i believe they are a uh, non-profit uh concert organization operating out of greece
0: Exactly. And they, you could listen to this online and I think you ended up getting it because you emailed them from their I YouTube I commented
3: channel. on a YouTube video <laughs> and they contacted me back and I was so delighted. They were so polite and so quick about everything. It was really wonderful working with them.
1: Yeah.
2: How cool. And what a treasure because it's so rich. <laughs>
0: it really is. I mean, and you get to start this whole thing a cappella.
2: Yes. The, the voice, comes out of nowhere and it is just hauntingly beautiful and you know then you know when the piano comes in it's it's just a beautiful piece it feels almost hymn-like yes it does
3: Of it, it really reflects that fragmentary nature of the poetry of Sappho. It feels like a few little scraps of music assembled together to make something greater than what those individual pieces were. Really done masterfully by Matilda.
0: Yeah, beautiful. It opens that way. The third song though has a little bit more movement to it. Yeah. And we get, I would say, almost... Almost a little Wagnerian moment in the middle of it, where we get some high notes. Mm-hmm. But it's the way it comes down stepwise that that just kind of makes me feel like, wow, this woman actually like thought about it compositionally, but made it feel new and interesting.
2: I feel like the beginning almost sounds like a folk song, and then it really ramps up into that Wagnerian feel, which is you know storytelling at its best.
1: <laughs>
0: pieces that donald george sent to me was Zilbernebel. yes and oh. man does it start out sparkly <laughs> <laughs> right it is such it's Zilbernebel is like silver clouds and you can hear that just with the intro of the piano yes and there's some
2: you know the sparkliness in the piano but then the the voice part there are some surprises in there which really makes it interesting and it soars when it gets to the top it really soars it really does so fun to
1: sing
0: mentioned that she has several books of 50 poems or 50 songs each, Mm -hmm. and there's one entitled Maya.
3: What makes Maya special is that it was actually a collaboration between her and her brother, I believe. He was the one who uh, composed all of the poetry for this set of 50 songs, um, and he worked with her on a variety of other songs throughout her uh, catalogue. And I just think there's something so special about being able to work with a family member when you are trying to create art, because you know each other's voice. And as you go through these songs, you can tell they know each other so well.
0: Yeah, and also that these songs, all of them are very, very different. Mm-hmm. The first one in the book, Goethe, Helden und Minne, I mean, gods, heroes, and troubadours. <laughs> Like mm-hmm. it, and this s- sounds like I can I cannot say this too much. This sounds like Wagner. Yes,
2: <laughs> yes. It's operatic, it's epic, it, it sounds like it should be the soundtrack to a
0: movie. Like, right? Yeah. When you start, it is a huge, for the first page is almost entirely piano music that is Wagnerian. And when the singer comes in, it is just. It's such a relief to have this singer, but it's also such a declamatory statement, like, you know that this is a big deal.
1: kämpfen episode
0: where we talked about somebody's gift to, to on a wedding mm. this is this would be a much better gift at a wedding
2: <laughs> <laughs> yes this is and speaking of gifts at at weddings this is a little bit out of order but number 43 uh Come mit mia it was the actual song that was used for the engagement uh, yes of maya so that's she was the inspiration for these songs but that song was
0: actually used to propose to her for marriage that is beautiful, isn't so it? So sweet. When we get to Aus meiner Sanges, Blühendem Garten, it starts off feeling like it's going to be a nice little Schubertian, Schumannian art song, right? Mm-hmm. And then we hit this one moment when, we, when you sing the word Liebe. Mm. I, I had to actually double check what the chord is because I'm like, it feels like Tristan. It is not Tristan, but it feels like a, a Tristan moment somehow. Mm. And then when you turn the page, we get into such storm und drang that it's mm. unbelievable.
3: I really enjoy the way that this piece just plays around so much. It's constantly turning the corner from where you expect it to go tonally, popping down to an E-flat where you didn't expect there to be an E-flat. And then it's so delightful and playful so that when you finally arrive at the, uh, at the Sturm und Drang, it's suddenly sitting there is not what you expected, but it does feel like a tiny relief from the like playfulness previously. Yeah. And I think it's in such good contrast to the Ich bin Dein, which is so conventional
0: and so much like a hymn. That exactly. was just like a hymn. Mm-hmm.
3: It's such a beautiful sort of standard piece. It feels very Schubertian to me. Mm-hmm. Like you are just singing a simple sort of love song, and it's so nice to hear that, especially from a composer who has demonstrated that she is capable of doing so many other different colors. <laughs>
0: There is a lot to dig into with Matilda a lot a lot yeah. a, as you can see there's a huge amount of repertoire there are at least two books that we know of with 50 songs there's the the Lita Zafo that we can get from Aras Augusta and I would say because there is so much repertoire you're going to find something for every level of singer
3: and yes. she also did a small amount of sacred work as well um so there's like some stuff that you can use for perhaps services or solos and stuff like that.
0: Musical clips for this episode were performed by soprano Toni Marie Palmertree and pianist Ellen Rissinger and recorded at Morningstar Studios in Norristown, Pennsylvania. Purchase information for the scores discussed in
2: this episode are available in the show notes. Please rate, review, and subscribe
0: to help others find this podcast.
2: Episodes drop every first, third, and fifth Thursday of each month. So Lit! Song Lit! is a production of Cincinnati Song Initiative. You can learn more about their network of podcasts at cincinnatisonginitiative.org slash podcasts. So
0: Lit! So Lit! Reimagining the repertoire! Yay! Thank you, Matilda. We love you.
4: Are you craving incredible song recitals? Are you interested in a behind-the-scenes view into professional song making at the highest levels of artistry? Are you looking to develop your own artistic and entrepreneurial skills as a classical musician in this ever-changing 21st-century landscape? If you found yourself saying yes to any of those questions, look no further than Cincinnati Song Initiative's week-long program, The Fellowship of the Song. Taking place this year from May 19 through 26, The Fellowship brings together some of the country's brightest song performers and teachers for a week of classes, concerts, and study events. And we invite you to join us as an auditor, either in person in Cincinnati or online, wherever you may be located. When you join the fellowship as an auditor, you gain instant access to the entire week's events and can go back and relive the magic through HD video recordings of each and every session. To learn more about this incredible new opportunity, visit CincinnatiSongInitiative.org slash audit.